Well, good evening, everyone. So tonight, uh, such a beautiful feast day today, and what I hope to do with you tonight, whatever's happened today during your day, whatever's going on in your life, uh, tonight should be a night that you can let go of that, and you should be able to enter into prayer and reflection on the reason you were created. Um, Balzar says that uh, all the mysteries of the year uh, find their source, of course, tonight in the mystery of the Trinity. And he has this beautiful image, right, that if you imagine a pure ray of light, that's today's feast. And if you take that ray of light and you hold a prism up to that light and it separates all the colors out, that's like all the feasts of the year. And so tonight we celebrate and we, the church calls us to enter into that pure ray of light that is the source of every mystery of our faith. So it's really light surface level stuff. Go home this week, tonight maybe, if you have time tonight. Go home this week. Uh, and I want you to read Romans chapter 1. And, and Romans 1 has a lot in it. But Romans 1 has a very important lesson for us as Christians. Uh, for us as Christians, one of the things we're super used to thinking uh, is if you think about your most serious sin... What a lot of us think about is we tend, as Christians, we tend to think that sexual sin is often the worst sin in our life. If we follow St. Augustine, we tend to think that pride, and we'll name pride as the greatest sin. But the way the Bible likes to speak of the greatest sin of humanity is the sin of idolatry. In Romans chapter 1, there's a lot going on in Romans chapter 1, but Romans 1, at the heart of it, is Paul's critique of the world, the central problem with the world, and it's a very Jewish thought, is that the central problem with the world is idols. And tonight, what I want to drive at, we'll hopefully get there, you know with me, you never know if we're going to get there or not. But what I want to invite you to tonight, brothers and sisters, is that your central problem with God is not a sin of weakness. It's not a sin where maybe you're prideful or you love money too much or you have judgment. For every one of us and at the root of all of our sins, I would submit and I think the Bible would submit, the root of our sin is that we worship false gods. We'll come back to that. But in Romans 1, what St. Paul essentially says is he says, immoral behavior is the twin sister of worshiping false gods. Idolatry and immorality are twin sisters. But one of them comes first. And the one that's always born first is idolatry. And tonight, that feast of that ray of pure light that God wants to call us to, 
What I want that to do for me and for all of you tonight is that ray of God's trinity heals us of that sin. So every year in RCIA, you know I love RCIA. If you're not Catholic yet, God knows why. Uh, But I hope you'll come to RCIA. And if you want to learn your faith deeper as a Catholic, I hope you'll come to RCIA. Um, this past year, every year, God throws me a surprise. Every year. And usually, actually, multiple surprises. And this year, we had uh, a guy in RCIA. And I was preaching in St. Louis this morning, and there were two guys from RCIA that were at St. Louis, and they were like, you're going to talk about me? There's a couple people from RCIA here tonight. I don't think it's you. But anyway, there was a guy from RCIA this year, and he was very quiet. And through the year, he, he never really spoke up. And I, he kept coming back. I thought, that's a good sign. <laughs> he came back again this week. But I was wondering what's going on inside of him. And as we got later in the year, in the spring, he came and saw me. He set an appointment up with me. And he came and saw me. And we had a great meeting, and he asked one of the best questions anyone has ever asked me. And he said, Father Brian, he said, you know, FB, I love RCIA. He said, things are making sense. I'm beginning to understand why the Catholic Church thinks the way that she does. But he said, I just have one problem. He said, almost every week you talk about how what it means to be a Christian is to love God above all things. I don't know why I'm so emotional tonight. It's your fault. <laughs> but he said, I, every week, FB, you say, to be a Christian means to love God, right? As Jesus teaches us in Matthew 22, the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That's what it means to be a Christian. And he said, the one problem I have is I don't know how to do that. And as I, I got to know this guy, as time passed and in that meeting, he comes from a bit of a broken background. He comes from a home where he wasn't always receiving a great amount of love. And he was at RCIA because of his fiance. And he was like, FB, how can I love God more than her? She saved me. And he talked about how he had so many hard things in his life, and when he met his fiance, she was loving and compassionate and beautiful. And she met him where he was at and showed him that he had worth. And he said, how can I love God more than her? It was an amazing question. And I was so glad he asked it. And we spent just an hour together and talked through that, that question. And I think by the end of our time together, he had taken a step and he said, you know, FB, maybe I'm not there yet, but I think I understand how that's possible. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. You see, brothers and sisters, what's what's so common for us 
the sin of idolatry, the worship of a false god. All of us have idols in our lives. Well, we might get to that. We'll see. But there's two forms of idolatry. The, the, the second form, the more obvious form, is when you and I worship other things that we think will fill us up that are not God. We all do it. I was in Steamboat this week with uh, three other priests, and I just thought, Steamboat is my God. I didn't, re- I didn't really say that. But you think that, right? And you're, you're driving in the mountains, and you thought, man, if I just lived in Steamboat, and I could just go cycling every day, and, and my life was simpler, then I'd be happy. That's idolatry. The big three idols in the world, right, are power, pleasure, and money. If I could just control, if I could control other people, and I could control my workplace, and my family, and my neighborhood, then, then I'd be happy. That's an idol. It's a false god. Pleasure is the obvious, most obvious one, and of course, wealth. These are false gods. But prior to that, and here's what I really want to drive at tonight, brothers and sisters, is that idolatry and immorality are twin sisters. And here in Romans 1, St. Paul says this. I'm in Romans 4. He says, and he's talking about non-Jews, about Gentiles. He says, although they knew God, and he means through, the, through God's creation, they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. By the way, aside there, give thanks is Eucharist in Greek. They did not honor God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking. And their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And this is the key line. Romans 1.23, they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man or birds or animals or reptiles. Hear that again. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man or birds or animals or reptiles. Usually when we worship a false God, it's because first off, we have a false image of the true God. And so tonight, very simply, I really just have one message for you, brothers and sisters. That's it. <laughs> the, 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 one, the one message I have for you tonight is that God is infinitely more beautiful than you have ever imagined he is. Beauty captivates us. And when we have a vision of something beautiful, it'll get us through anything. It'll help us to overcome temptations. It'll get us through struggles. Beauty heals our souls. And so at the heart of what Satan wants to do in our life, at the very heart of the work of Satan, is to give us a false image of God. 
When we have a false image of God, everything else is thrown off. And what we do is if we don't perceive his glory, they exchange the glory of the immortal God for images of birds or animals or reptiles. And I have done that. Right? Lord, I have, I have forgotten your glory. By the way, glory, glory in the, the Greek, doxa, all glory means is divine beauty. Divine beauty. Not earthly beauty, divine beauty. When we don't see God correctly, brothers and sisters, what happens is we set our hearts on lesser things. And tonight, the mystery of the Holy Trinity, that ray of pure light, God created you. Before the world began, he knew you. Your destiny, I have this, this um, beautiful album of sacred music by a composer named Morton Lauritsen. And he has, he has a, this work he composed in there, and it's called Luke's Perpetua. Perpetual Light. Perpetual glory. This is why you were created. And so God from all of eternity, right? God is this mystery beyond any of us. And you were created for one reason. To share in his glory. And that's it. Someday, right, if you and I, if we learn to reject idols, right, when your heart is set on something beautiful, you reject lesser things. If we learn how to reject idols, Jesus, if I can see your glory, the perfect love that moves the stars, as Dante says, If my heart is set on that Jesus, then my heart is never distracted from lesser things or by lesser things. I don't want to go too long, but I'll leave you with this tonight. Just one image of God's perfect, perfect exchange of love, right? This is what the Trinity is. The Trinity Right means that God is not some solitary figure who is boring, but God is the eternal foundation of that mysterious word that we call love. And one mystery of this, right, one of the things when we have false images of God, one of our idols we create is called wealth. And I just want to destroy that idol in your life. God is infinitely wealthy, and he is also infinitely poor. And here's what I mean by that. In Trinitarian theology, what we believe as Catholics, brothers and sisters, is that God possesses all wealth. He is infinite in himself. But because he is infinite, each member of the Holy Trinity perpetually loses himself in the others. 
And so the son is infinitely rich. But he is constantly, at every moment of all of eternity, emptying himself. And so the son is infinitely poor. And what happens is, and so powerful, is the son can be infinitely poor because he knows that the father infinitely and eternally empties himself into the son. And so the son and the father and the spirit, they never have to cling to anything because they are pure love. When you understand who the true God is, it destroys idols. With riches and money, what all of us want to do is we're scared that we don't have enough. And so I do it too. You know what I do? Is I want more stuff that's mine. And I hold on to it because I'm scared that I'm not rich enough. But he's not like that. Christ has the freedom, right, to be infinitely poor. And his wealth and his poverty go hand in hand. So deep things tonight, brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you this week. Set your heart on the Trinity. If you live a good life, if you love God, if you cast idols out of your life and you learn to worship the only true God, you will for all of eternity participate in this mystery. It is something above you. It is something that will give you eternal joy. And it'll change your life here. And so Trinity tonight, Father, Son, and Spirit, you are so far beyond us. You are so infinitely greater than us. And Lord, you have deigned to reveal yourself to us. Holy Trinity, tonight, may your glory cast down our idols.